Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Audio versions of the show are available through Podbean, iTunes, anywhere you pick up your audio podcast, you will find us there. Spotify as well. Joining me today for a quick episode where we want to take a look at um, an issue that's raised its head, let's say, in the last 24 to 48 hours. Joining me, of course, Craig. How are we doing, Craig? Um, I was grand until the topic that's in question. <laughs> it's boiled me blood a little bit, to say the least, you know. Yeah, well, let's get into it. I mean, Jeannie Wijnaldum, um, a man that Liverpool fans love, revere, the greatest smile on the planet, an absolute workhorse for us. What we thought a model pro um, has come out and done an interview with Henry Winter. And in that interview, he has raised a number of topics that we're going to get into. Um, not least, uh, blaming elements of the fan base on social media for the reasons why he left. Um, when all the information that we have to hand would lead you to believe that it was just simply money. So, where, where do we begin with this? Um, let me see. I mean, to set the scene, really, I mean, he finished up with us on July the 1st, got a great send-off. No doubt the club gave him a great farewell. Club gave him a shining review in his leaving and all. Yeah, we, were very we sad put to up see our personal go. posts as well, you know? Yeah. We put we, up for, you know? Yeah, we were very sad to see him go. We didn't want him to go. We wanted him to stay. An absolute icon at the club in terms of that Barcelona game, which led us on to win the Champions League. Uh, but he had decided he wanted to go. We had heard rumblings for six months. Things were very, very quiet. His people were saying very little. We were saying very little, so we knew he was going out the door. He wasn't going to resign for us. Um, and we had heard rumblings that it was a boyhood dream to play for Barcelona. Ronald Koeman was there. Um, and he wanted to go play for Ronald Koeman at Barcelona, which is fine. It's not a problem. If you've served us for five years, served us well, we offered you a new contract. The contract didn't suit, um, either financially or the terms of the contract or whatever it is didn't suit. So you've decided you want to pick up a new challenge in the new country. That's fine. Um, every player has that right to make that decision if that's how they feel. Um, and it doesn't reduce our love for the player at all in terms of what he gets. No. Five incredible years. Um, but now he's come out and he's, he's uh, shined a little bit of darkness on the situation. And he had mentioned um, a number of times that there was a number of conversations to be had about what actually went on. Um, so it got us thinking, well, what's been going on here in the background? And the fans, of course, jumped to the conclusion that FSG had been acting the mix, let's say, in terms of yeah. contracts and stuff like that. And, you know, naturally the finger will be pointing at them because um, obviously it couldn't be Klopp. I mean, Klopp's very fond of the player, getting a great farewell and stuff like that. But, so then he's come out and he's been saying that elements of the fan base or the Liverpool fans, as he called it, on social media were giving them a terrible time. Not dissimilar to every single professional player on the planet, I would imagine. Um, but again, that doesn't justify it in any way. Any kind of social media abuse should not be tolerated. Um, but then he went on to say, he says, when it went bad, I was the player who they blamed that I that 
that I wanted to leave. On social media, if we lost, I was the one who got the blame. Now, then he says, you get players in their last year who are like, I'm not playing because it is a risk. I did the opposite, yes. Genie did get a lot of abuse during his last season, but his performances were a shadow of his former self. Um, so what I would say is there is, the club in general had a very bad year, and we know what happened. We know about COVID, we know about injuries. Safe to say we had a very good end to the year, get third place in the league, getting back into the Champions League again, which was fantastic finish to the season. Really brought us on a journey. And we still created those moments last season, even though we had problems. The Allison goal, Nat Phillips, all this good kind of stuff, you know. So, for him to come out, and now is the time to talk about this, that he was getting abused on social media. I mean, we have spoke about abuse on social media, I think, nearly every episode of the Monday Mashup last season on this podcast. Um, and in no way do we condone it. Um, Clearly, there was an issue with the money that was offered. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, and the valuation that FSG or the club put on Genie Wijnaldum was very different to the value that Genie Wijnaldum put on Genie Wijnaldum. And if anyone thinks that it wasn't about money, then they're absolutely way off the, the pace, if you think about it. Because he was going to Barcelona and he was signed. And this was his dream. This is what he told us. He wanted to go to Barcelona. This was the dream. And the next minute, PSG came in last minute and offered him, I think, double the money or something like that. 300, 300K. Yeah. And off to France he went. So if anyone thinks that this man is not about money, he was all about money. <laughs> no doubt about it. And in terms of the things he said there and in terms of social media, I mean, what what's your feeling? I mean, I know... Look, there's, there's obviously an element of every fan base that goes on social media and they just the things they say are just ridiculous, stupid, reactory, all that kind of stupid stuff. But like it's I, it's a small minority in every group, no matter what. We don't condone it, we never will, you know, in any shape or form, no matter who you support. <clears throat> he shot himself in the foot already by mentioning social media. He's very active in his Liverpool days on his social media pages. Always with a smile on his face, whether it be training, whether it be game days, whether it be his music playlists on the game days. You know, don't try and pull the wool over here, eyes. He's never gotten, off the actual Liverpool supporters, he's never gotten anything but love and respect from all of us. I don't condone any minority that might have triggered something with him, which is out of, sadly, all of the rest of our control. You know, we can only control what we post, what we write, what we say ourselves. He's a very active person on social media. And I know deep down the good would have outshone the bad because it's a minority. Um, when he was leaving to go to Barcelona, I had absolutely no issue with it because it wasn't the Coutinho situation about, I'm not playing, you know, I want to move. Or it was no, there was no bad kind of poison there, you know. And we were led to believe for a long time that you know, he served us for five years. Barcelona was the destination, and that was that. We were happy. We gave him a great send-off. We, we, we missed him. We, you know, we loved him. We all put up our personal posts. And then, out of the absolute blue, PSG, who weren't even linked with him, rob him from Barcelona because it's about money. It's not about Barcelona. He's Dutch. Why wouldn't he want to go to Barcelona with the likes of Cruyff? After being there with the likes of Coleman managing the club, with the likes of Frankie De Jong at the club, 
with the historicness that Barcelona have. He's done all at Liverpool, you know. I completely respect his decision at the time that he wanted a new challenge. And if a, if a, a deal didn't get agreed with Liverpool, you know, we were happy to send him off, you know, on his journey and wish him farewell. And we were very satisfied with that. And so was he, we were led to believe. PSG came in. And what's the offer? 300k. Doesn't matter about that it's a farmer's league. Doesn't matter about that. It's all about money. Barcelona's history, Barcelona's, you know, dream or whatever he likes to call it that all went down the pan as soon as 300k was flashed on the table and I know the owners have gotten the bad rap over obviously you know the European League and all that but I actually give them a lot of respect on this and I commend them greatly because they're not letting their club turn into a fucking how much do you want to stay yeah there you go and you'll have it no matter what age you are so I commend them on that yeah, I guess, like, we always say it, look, no one's bigger than the club, and we, yeah, we've already spoke this week on, like, the Jordan Henderson situation. I was on with Dean, we spoke about it in the Shankly sessions, that, like, look, you have to weigh these things up for what they are, you know what I mean? And the reality is, no one wanted Genie to go, and at the time when we realised he was going, everyone was saying, oh, there you go, FSG again, just letting them yeah. walk out of the club and stuff like that. When clearly an offer was made, and there's a valuation that Liverpool puts on that player, and that valuation may not be the same valuation that PSG put on a player or Barcelona put on a player, and that's fine. That's okay if that's the way it is. You know what I mean? But he comes out and he also says, he says, then the results were not really good and everything looked like it was against me. Some moments it was like, well, me again, it's a collective. Now, unless I'm missing something here, and I'm active enough on social media, I didn't see anything this season. And, and maybe it's because I missed it, or maybe that's the kind of stuff I don't see. I didn't see anyone going in blaming Genie Wijnaldum directly. We didn't blame Genie Wijnaldum. We didn't blame the injuries. We didn't blame COVID. We didn't play. We didn't blame the, stand, the fans not being in the stadium. We didn't pinpoint blame on anyone or anything. We were frustrated as a whole about the whole situation. Not about any individual player. We've never singled out anyone on the podcast and on the social media. None of us have ever done that. I mean, we're not that kind of people. And he knows that. That's irrelevant and it's it's fabricated, in my opinion. I, I think the only frustration we expressed last year was the fact that we were playing players out of position when we had players. Which is, which is, a, is a completely valid opinion from a fan's point of view. Yeah. Completely valid. But I don't, I don't remember Jeannie Wijnaldum playing anywhere only midfield. So and it didn't, it didn't were, we not on, were we not on saying thank God he can actually play every game? I, I recall. Yeah. He went on you know? then he went on then to say, but my teammates never gave me the feeling that I let them down or I was taking the piss or something like that. With the team, everything was fine. Now, again, I'm not being bad here, like, but this to me seems to be clutching that you're looking for a reason. You know, we don't need a reason. You decided you wanted to move on. You decided you wanted a different challenge. The contract that you were offered by FSG didn't meet what you thought you were valued at. Move on. There's no need for if this. If you cared it's, about it's, Liverpool that much, right, why not stay and just accept a 10 grand increase? Or, oh, now, do you know what? I'm happy on the wages I'm on because I'm playing for Liverpool. You're at Newcastle in the Championship. No disrespect to Newcastle. You're at Newcastle in the Championship. We gave you the platform to succeed and be a winner in Europe and a winner in England. You know, 
think about it for a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? Check yourself, my friend. Check yourself. No uh, one is bigger than the club. Yeah. And we, we have never, ever singled anyone out, ever, for trying. Or, you know, when things were bad last season, when did we ever go on and say, that fella's the reason we're not getting the wins? And all? Never, ever have we said anything like that. Then he went on to say, he did go on to say that he didn't feel valued by the higher-ups at Liverpool, but he spent a lot more time on the fan aspect to leave and than the actual contract reasons. So we've got a number of things here, right? One, the issue on social media with fans going in on it, right? Which we shouldn't tolerate, but it's there. No. It's a reality of social media now that you can hide behind social media, voice what you want to voice, put it out there, and that's the reality of that situation. But, I mean, if you think about the millions and millions and millions of fans worldwide on social media for Liverpool Football Club, how much of a small minority here are we talking about? Not that we would tolerate it. But if that's the kind of thing that's getting at this guy and that's what he's clutching to and that's why he decided mm. to leave. And then he turns around and says he didn't feel he was valued by the higher-ups. Like, what... I mean, what does he want John Henry to do? Does he want John Henry to come down and give him a cuddle every time he's at Melwood? I mean, like, now, what's he looking for? If he's going 26 and he's going 27, we'll have a different conversation. But he's not. And they, they, people can say what they want about FSG, but I think they're doing what's best for us. And, you know, they obviously have a certain age bracket where they say, look, you know, that that's run its course and we're not going to give you a big, you know, like Jared Piquet at Barca you know, the age that he's at, a big lucrative contract. For what? Look, there comes a time in a club for every player where it ends. We've seen it with Steven Gerrard, who was Liverpool's, yeah. probably Liverpool's greatest player, if you like. You know, it came time to end. Brendan Rodgers brought him in. We spoke about it yesterday in the Shankly Sessions. Had a conversation with Steven Gerrard, said, you're only going to be a bit part player in the following season. Gerrard turned around and said, well, I don't want that. I'm going to retire. And he moved off to the Galaxy. Done. And we left it at that. We Done. were grand. You know what I mean? <laughs> he made the decision. The club made the decision. The manager made the decision. Move on. Now we have Genie coming out. And also there's information coming out in relation to that Barcelona game, which really got up my back, where he was talking about how, one, he wasn't happy about being a sub. There was an awful lot of hassle there. That's fine. No player should be happy at being a sub. But then he was told he was given instruction when he came on. And he didn't follow that instruction. He went into business for himself. And in this way of talking, he's throwing sort of Jorgen under the bus a bit and Pep Linders under the bus a bit. Now, thankfully for us as fans, whatever he decided to do will work because he scored two goals, which is unheard of for Genie Wijnaldum in a single game. So, like, <laughs> he enshrined himself in history there on the path to winning that Champions League. There's no doubt about it. Both himself and Dave Ockery. But, I mean, to come out and talk this absolute nonsense now you know what I mean when it when it's unnecessary I mean it's you know what I mean we we pride ourselves as being one of the fan bases out there where we're so attached to the club we're so in love with the club everything the club is everything to us game day at Anfield is the most unbelievable experience any Liverpool fan will have and there's times last season when it got really frustrating for us I mean, there was a section of the fan base last year that wanted clapping, you know. So yeah. let's like, you know, let's let's not be under any illusion how bad a season we had last season. And yes, there is reasons for that. But I honestly seen, and this is being upfront with you, I, I honestly did not see anywhere last year 
where the fan base was going in and blaming Genie Ronaldo directly for what was happening on the pitch and stuff like that. I just didn't see it. Now, I'm sure it exists, and I'm sure he can go on his social media and show everyone screenshots of what was said and stuff like that. But to sit down after getting a dream move, not to Barcelona, but to PSG, for an awful lot of money, and good luck to him if he got 300 grand a week. Fair play to him. He just ain't getting 300 grand a week at Liverpool. And that's simply it. And to go in like that and to come out with this now, you know, it kind of speaks volumes, really, when you think about it, because this is clearly not the issue. And he's trying to deflect the issue that was money. And it was money. There's no doubt about it. It was money. And we knew it was money. You know what I mean? Um, and I like the way Carragher came out. I mean, Jamie, you can always rely on Jamie Carragher to come out if he has something to say, you know? So he came out and he said on his social media platform, he says, I love Jeannie, like the rest of us, because we all love him. He says, but this is not right. Social media is a circus and every club has clowns. Turn off your notifications and if it's bothering you that much, delete the app. He wanted more money. The club said no. That's football. I think that summarised pretty well. Now, the only thing I would say from that is, the only thing I would say from that is that until social media gets its act together in terms of controlling these people and how they carry on and stuff like that, the reality is you shouldn't have to run away from your social media. You shouldn't have to turn off your notifications. But you're dealing with such a diverse demographic at times within the fan base. And some of it can be reactionary. We've gone on to podcast in the last season and we've turned around and go, what the hell's going on with these players? What the hell's going on with this player? What the hell's going on with that player? Why is this player so bad? Why is that player so bad? It's just criticism. We're a fan base. We're entitled to our opinion, be it right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, and some of what Jamie said there, I absolutely agree with. I don't think a player at any stage should have to get to a point where he has to delete his social media. We've seen no. it a number of times this season where lads have had to go off Twitter uh, because of the the racism and all that kind of stuff that goes on. But look, if Jeannie Wijnaldum thinks that he was the problem last season, or if Jeannie Wijnaldum thinks that fans think that because he was leaving, that we think he didn't put in a shift, that's absolute nonsense. I mean, the team as a whole last season didn't perform well until those last 10 games where we jumped into that third spot, let's say. But I just think... You know, overall, it leaves a sort of a bad taste in my, now, my mouth in relation to this guy now. And, like, he was a guy I revered. I mean, we've said so many times on podcasts, go back and listen to some of the podcasts that Dean and I was on about Jeannie Ronaldo having the greatest smile in football and all this kind of thing and stuff like that. But where where do we leave it now with him? Where does it go now with him? Well, I feel like an absolute mug, you know, doing a personal post to thank him and everything and... You know, what do you always get with Genie? No matter what good or bad game, you get a 7 out of 10 at least out of Genie Wijnaldum. Um, no one has ever said anything different about him other than that. You know, what I led to believe was he, he wore the, like the liver board upon his chest himself, you know? That's what we kind of gathered from him. When when he left, we weren't all, you know, hating on him and we weren't all saying, ah, fuck him, he's off the Barca. We, we were very happy that he contributed five years of service to us and we gave him the right send-off he deserved. And I'm very, very upset and I feel like myself very bitter now that this unnecessary nonsense has come out. Unnecessary, disgraceful behaviour. 
Well, I think I like, think you're right. You're talking about a guy there who was consistently a seven out of ten, and he yeah. was work, he was workman like. But now that he's at PSG, he's sitting down doing interviews as if he's Kylian Mbappe. Um, yeah. Check yourself, Janie. You know what I mean? Let's let's be clear here about this. As a fan base, we loved you. Don't and, don't you know? And this is a guy who went off saying he'd always return to Liverpool and he'd always be a fan. Um, like, I like know, Barcelona. Yeah. Obviously in La Liga, and yeah. you know it was kind of bit, it was bittersweet for me now when he was going to a club that I like. Obviously, I support Liverpool, love Liverpool, but have a fond spot for Barca in La Liga, and I was like, it's great to kind of be able to still watch him and admire the club he's playing for. And then I, I thought it was done as soon as he left us. You know, I, I just left it at that. And then PSG 2024, and I was like, I was like, what? Like, it was like he wasn't even linked to PSG. Like, you know, I was like. How much are bars offering you? We can give you this. That's what it comes down to. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Here, here's another Barcelona quote. aren't in a good financial position either. Like, you know. Yeah. Here, here's another quote from you. He says, My feeling was that the fans in the stadium and the fans on social media were two different kinds. Goes without saying. But yeah. don't don't try and tell me if you make a bags of a position or make a bags of a player play bad in the match. Don't tell me that fans in the stadium don't have a go off you. Because they do. You'll let, you let, let know very quickly. <laughs> I've sat in Anfield enough times now to know that there's Liverpool fans that sit in Anfield. And if you're not pulling up your socks and doing the work that you should be doing, you'll be told about it. No doubt about it. Um, he says then, the fans in the stadium always supported me, even when they came back. He said, already knowing that I was going to leave, they still supported me. And in the end, they gave me a great farewell. So hang on a minute. And does he know that they're... Does he know social media that, that they're all 100% Liverpool fans? You know, I could make an account now and make, pretend I'm a Chelsea fan and go on and give someone abuse. Well, let's let's you know? assume let's assume that they were Liverpool fans for the purpose of this because there is an element of the fan yeah. base there that, you know, does like going down that road at times and that's that's fine. If that's what they want to do, we don't condone it. It's up to social media no. to sort that out, okay? But to turn around and go, the fans that were in the stadium, were very different to the fans that were on social media. Man, Liverpool has millions and millions and millions and millions and gazillions of fans on social media. And you telling me that that fan base is totally different to the 45 or 50,000 that sits in Anfield every week? Come on. Why was he so active with Liverpool? Why was he so active with his Liverpool things? This is a guy who was so active on social media with his Liverpool stuff, interacted with the fans, did all that kind of stuff. And you're telling me now you're coming out with a story to say that a section of that, such a minute section of that. How many how many followers does Jeannie Wijnaldum imagine on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is? You know what I mean? And to be turning around and going that the fans blamed me, that the fans did this. The fans, look, come on, let's get real here. We know what happened last season. And I just think it was just, I just think the whole interview to me just stank a little bit and it was it was unwarranted but I think he felt like he had to come out with something because his people or himself had leaked that there would be a story coming out to explain what went down and simply what was went he down, on um, go ahead was he on 75k at Liverpool yeah possibly yeah so what PSG said we'll, we'll offer you what Liverpool were giving you he wouldn't have took it I don't know because look, the, the link with Barcelona had been there right from the whole final year. 
I mean, it was it, the only link. It was the it, only. It was know. the worst. It was the worst secret in football without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Yeah. And listen, I'm not giving out that the guy turned around and changed his mind over a weekend on Barcelona and on a Monday signed a PSG for double the money. Go get your money. Get your three hundred yeah. grand a week if that's what you want to do. That's fine. Yeah. Don't come on here then doing an interview going, oh, this section of the fan base here went in on me on social media. They were blaming me for this, that, the other, that. Every fan base in every single professional football club has a section of their fan base on social media that blames everyone for it. It's at United, it's at Chelsea, it's everywhere. It's at PSG. Jeannie, wait till the PSG fans see you and you don't put in the shift for them. What do you think? They already put a do? banner up about saying to Pogba, like, don't bother coming here and all. Like, don't, we don't want you here and all. So it's in every club. And again, I would say any of that abuse on social media, if it's not just opinion-based, but any of that other social media abuse that goes on, we do not condone it. But a fan has a right to go on and make a statement if he wants to go on and say, look, I didn't think you were best today. You were at fault for this. You were at fault for that. There's nothing wrong with being honest. There's nothing wrong with being a fan and having an opinion on social media. You know, so long as you park and you're not getting into all this racial stuff or actual abuse, proper abuse. But if you have an opinion on how a player played and you feel that like in a game where we should have won it, he let us down or he was at fault or something like that, you're entitled to your opinion to go on and say, listen, you were only a four out of ten today, mate. You really let us down today. That doesn't mean you're abusing someone. That doesn't mean... If, like- he was, uh, if he was the so-called ultimate pro as well, we were led to believe, why did he not listen to the instructions from his manager and his assistant manager? Now, saying that, thank God he didn't at that time. But... I understand no one should be like you. If you have a player that's sitting on the bench and he's happy to, then that's a problem. Obviously, he was disappointed that he didn't start. I get that. I'm happy that he was disappointed. But your manager and your system manager are your boss and they give you instructions to help the team and, you know, the game plan. And if you don't want to do that because you're in the height of it over being on the bench, you know, that's a problem in itself as well. You know, they don't disrespect Jorgen and Pep either, you know. One of Liverpool's greatest ever games. One of Liverpool's yep. greatest ever games. And this guy is coming out like trying piss at the wall about it. Like, <laughs> like, what does that tell you? You know what I mean? What does that tell you? There's just no need for any of this. Does he feel I mean? bad for it now? Does he feel bad for it going against it? You know what I mean? Like, what is it? Like? No, what, what, what's come out basically now, if you read it on the face of it is, people have decided to pin him as being a money guy. That it was money, 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 money. Yeah. And, and if it is, if that's the way you are, that's fine. Suarez did it, Coutinho did it, loads of players do it. Fine, Ronaldo did it, they all do it. Like, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't you go and get more money somewhere else if you can, if that's the way that's you not, that's and not your the contract point, is yeah. round there? Yeah. That's, that's not the issue here. The issue is, no. he obviously had a problem with it, and he's trying to pin it somewhere else. And yeah. I, just think, I just think it's a real letdown for a guy who we revered, who a guy who... You'd potentially have on the back of your shirt week in, week out. Um, for a guy who was one of the first names on the team sheet week in, week out, um, who had created a legacy there. This, as you said, a guy who was relegated with Newcastle, who we picked yeah. up, we brought him to two Champions League finals. We put him through two of the best ever league runs, the one where we barely missed out against City and the one where we went and won it. We won a Super Cup. We won a World Club Cup with him. I mean... How much silverware did we lay at that man's feet? You know, what no I mean? disrespect to Newcastle or anyone else. Where else was he going to get a move and get that kind of silverware? You know, 
absolutely. And to play under one of the best managers at the time in the game coming into Liverpool and stuff like that. Just it's very, it's very, it's very upsetting because he knows it's not true. As in, obviously, social media does attack people, and sadly, it's still you know around to this day. But he knows overall the general feeling of us. He knows deep down, you know. Yeah. But see, the thing, the thing about this is he hasn't, he hasn't come out. I mean, when you read some of the quotes and stuff like that, um, when I go back and read over it, he hasn't said that like he was racially abused, or he hasn't said that, you know, it, it maybe it was, but that it was. It doesn't seem on the face of it that it was at that level. It was just that like you're leaving, you're going somewhere else, you're not putting in a shift, you need to have a go, you're not giving us a hundred percent, blah 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 blah. But you got to be thicker skinned than that, like to be getting upset over that kind of stuff, you know. Maybe there was racial abuse there, we don't know. And if there is, get that out of there. That's social media. If anything, though, like that, you know? and we go back and look at the podcast, if anything, we would be defending him, as in, you know, he must be run ragged because he was playing so much. Yeah. <laughs> Do you absolutely. know what I mean? Because we had no options. Like, we were, you know, we were held up our skeleton. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see now if he comes out over the next week or so. To see if any of these were sort of misquotes or take it the wrong way and stuff like that, and all you know. I, I mean? hope so because th- this is going to overtake his legacy. Sadly, I think if he doesn't correct it, you know, yeah. do we want to think about Gini Wijnaldum against Barcelona or do we want to think about? Oh, I remember what he said though about us after yeah. that when he was meant to go to Paris and he went to PSG for money. You know, which do you want to bring? You know, when you think about him, it's also isn't it interesting as well the timing of dropping the article as well when you think about it, because all the other stuff that's going on, obviously, with Jordan in terms of his contract and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Like This gets laid in on top of it straight away. All the talk of Nat Phillips potentially leaving. Obviously, Harry Wilson went off to Fulham. And all the other talk that's going around is we have to sell the boy and all this kind of stuff and all. And it's just I just thought the timing of the article, the timing of the interview as well, was a bit kind of, here's the time to drop it. You know what I mean? With all the stuff going on with Jordan as well and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It was it was like he wanted to drop a proper slur on FSG, but not actually directly yeah. do it, but just feed it in there and lay the groundwork. Um and I just I just think the interview you know, for me is in very bad taste. Regarding even FSG, Genie wouldn't even had a bleeding club. We wouldn't even had a club to support if they didn't save us. He wouldn't have got out of championship. Well, with Newcastle, maybe, yeah, but where would he have gone? No disrespect to Newcastle, as I said. Where would he have gone on from there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a club, look, I think a club would have picked him up. There's no doubt about it, because he's he, like, he is a top-level player. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But would a club have picked him up to deliver a Champions League, a Super Cup, a, a league, a World Club Cup? whatever else that came with it. Obviously, another Champions League that we narrowly missed out on at Kiev, you know, and also just narrowly missed out on another league with Man City, you know what I mean? So whether a club would have been able to deliver him that, um, I don't think so. But certainly, I don't think he would have wallowed out in the in the championship with Newcastle. Someone would have picked him up because no. he is a season pro and he is a very, very good player. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's just left a bit of a bitterness there now, you know what I mean? At a time where you know, I don't know. Is it like your best friend goes off and then he talks about you behind your back? Yeah, because as I said, like I'm sure you were, the, we were all the same boat. You know, did we not do a show actually about Genie as well? You know, about 
tanking them and stuff and I we did like we posts did, yeah. and stuff. We definitely we definitely did it. We definitely dropped an episode somewhere tanking genuine album. There was no doubt about it. Actually, you know as Liverpool was, fans, like, we also did a show. We did an episode covering that night at that Barcelona game in Anfield. Yeah, we, we did. did yeah, covering that, yeah. and he was mentioned heavily in that as well. And I just think, I think on this interview, all we want from people wearing, uh, yeah, um, and I think it's just um, he's been ill advised on this, really, isn't it? Like he, I think he kind of backed himself into a corner as well when he said that stuff was going to come out. Yeah, like there was always something that was going to be following that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so he'd have to come out with something because people were constantly searching, and obviously reporters and journalists being what they are didn't need to didn't need to say that. Like they, either, like they chase know. it down. But look, I just I just feel I feel now disappointed by the guy. That's the only way I can describe it. You know what I mean? Anyone who gives a hundred percent on the pitch and gives us that many years of service, when have we ever put them down to the sword? You know, we're very grateful as a fan base. We're very thankful. When we see someone giving 100%, we don't really ask for much more than that ever from anybody. And last season was one of the hardest seasons of our lives. And he was asked to play nearly every game. And we we never said, oh, fucking hell, look at him playing shy. And oh, he's knackered. Like, you know, he can't keep up at this level. We were thankful that we actually had players on the bleeding pitch and that he was one of them, you know. Listen, the contract didn't work out. They didn't want to give him that money. And as you rightfully said, they valued him different than he valued himself. And I'm with FSG on the valuation completely. I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but I am completely. And I stand by them. Yeah, I just think when you've laid down that legacy, I think to go off then and to tarnish it the way he has slightly, I think is a, a very ill-advised, bad kind of move. Yeah. It, it's just, you know, and again, I stress the timing of it as well. Um, it was just trying to, you know, you're trying to punch a guy who's already on the bat, really trying to deal with stuff that's going on there at the moment. You know what I mean? And I just think it's, I think he's ill advised. Um, but yeah, listen, brilliant having you on to chat about this. As always, we always react to anything like this kind of stuff on the Shanky Sessions. Um, obviously, videos on Dynamo Podcast Network, just search the upper tier there. It's the Shanky Sessions, it's the Liverpool show. We're there on a weekly basis, giving you all the latest news, gossip, opinion, transfers, player watch reviews, previews, little documentaries, um, a look back in history, all that kind of good stuff on Liverpool. Uh, so head over there to YouTube and smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Audio versions of the show, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, wherever you pick them up, you'll find us there as well. Just search the Dynamo Podcast Network and you'll get all your all our uh, audio versions of the show there as well. If you want to contact the show, we're on Facebook, The Upper Tier. We're on Instagram, The Upper Tier. And we're also on Twitter, at Sessions Shankly. Drop your comments into the box there below if you want, um, or you can hit us up on any of those social media platforms. We don't mind. If you think we're wrong, we'll take the abuse. We're hard enough to take it. It's not a problem at all. We don't always get it right, and more often than not, we do. Um, and we will talk to you again next time. Craig, pleasure as always, my man. Cheers, Noel.